Welcome to Fuck Your Disorder. My name is Amanda Hess. I am a certified life coach. And when I decided to ditch my disorder and love myself instead, I finally started enjoying my life. It turns out love fixes a lot more problems than hate. You can't hate yourself better because the truth is you are already perfect. Hello, and welcome to episode number nine. Could being highly sensitive be a superpower? Okay. I was just live on Instagram talking about this. And if you don't follow me over there, you're going to want to follow me. Go over to Fuck Your Disorder and you will find me. Hit follow. And I have committed to doing more trainings um, on Instagram Live. Well, it's not called Instagram Live anymore, but you can go live on Instagram and then you know save it to your feed. Um, And you will find this training on there that I did. And I'm going to talk about it more in depth here than I did there. So being highly sensitive is something that as a society we view very negatively you know when you really think about somebody being sensitive what we have decided collectively is that being sensitive is a weakness it's a negative trait right and it's kind of fascinating when i really think about it because what is sensitivity and sensitivity is is just how you experience the world around you, right? It's your experience of it. Being sensitive is the intensity with which you feel. So it's kind of fascinating that feeling something intensely is considered to be a weakness, right? Why? And what I've really seen is that it doesn't really have anything to do with how you're feeling It has more to do with how you're reacting. And there are certain reactions as a society that we think are okay. And there are other reactions that we think are not okay. And it's it's fairly complicated when you start looking at being highly sensitive and how to navigate that. So I know for myself, like when I was young and really for my whole entire life, I have been told that I'm too sensitive. And I vividly recall certain things in my life. Um, The first being, I remember when I was in kindergarten and coming home and having had kids like take the things I was playing with, et cetera, et cetera, and feeling really hurt by that and just kind of being sad and just letting it go. And then having my teacher say to my mother that I was too sensitive and that I needed to learn how to stand up for myself. Such an interesting take on sensitivity, right? And I should preface that I don't remember that. I wish I did. That would be so interesting, but I don't. My mom told me the story. And my mom also was really a sensitive person. In fact, my mom used to call herself a crier, um, which I then called myself. And it's something that my brain still offers me that I'm a crier. Like somehow that's a problem. You know, when I really consider sensitivity, I think that we also only attribute it to negative emotions. And in particular, we attribute it to like emotions like sadness and anxiousness, but we don't tend to attribute it to emotions like anger, rage. And what I will tell you is that if you're a highly sensitive person, if you find yourself sensitive to one thing, you are 100% going to be sensitive to everything. 
Okay. (laughs) So we are definitely sensitive to all of our emotions. Now, that is also a really good thing. When you think about being sensitive to emotions like joy, being sensitive to emotions like happiness, being sensitive to wonder, we're sensitive to those too. And I just want to start with, don't forget that life is always 50-50. And what that means is that if you are a highly sensitive person, you still have the 50-50 of being sensitive, okay? Now, as a society, we are not really good at teaching people what to do with their emotions, right? We just aren't. We just don't teach people what to do with what they're feeling, mostly because our parents have no idea how. It's just not something that has been taught. It's not something that has been um, put into mainstream society for a long time. You know, um, you'll hear a lot of people talk about the patriarchy. I would definitely definitely say this is a patriarchal thing. Um, it's how we have been, you know, brought up. It's woven into the fabric of our being that to be strong means to show no emotion. And that to struggle is to be weak and to experience negative emotion. And then on top of that, the horror, like show that negative emotion is weakness, is something to be potentially mocked and certainly not something to be celebrated, right? The thing is, being sensitive is kind of just how we are right? I think about sensitivity and I think about the things that I'm sensitive to, and I am sensitive to the things I see. Like what I see in my space affects me very quickly, right? So my office right now is messy. It affects my nervous system right away. Um, The things you smell, how sensitive are you to smell? How sensitive are you auditory, like to the things you hear? How sensitive are you to taste? How sensitive are you to touch and fabric and feel? And when I start really looking at it for myself, what I realize is I'm sensitive to everything. It's not just my emotions. It's not just my trauma. It's I am just sensitive to everything and I always have been. And so if you're listening, really ask yourself, but what else am I sensitive to? And I think what you'll find is you're sensitive to a lot of things. Because you're just really attuned to your senses. And that is why it is also harder for highly sensitive people to know what to do with really strong negative emotions. Okay. And the first step in this, the first thing is we really want to embrace the truth of that. I am a sensitive person. And I don't need to change that about myself, okay? Because this is what I see. And this is what I tried for many, many years. And this is what I see my clients try to do too, is trying to get rid of that part of us. Like, how do I turn off the sensitivity? How do I turn down the dial of the sensitivity? And what I'm going to tell you is that this is your natural set point. This is where it begins, Okay, you're not going to be a different person. And 
you know, honestly, even if, okay, you never used to be this way and now you are now because of circumstance, because of trauma, because of whatever else, it still doesn't matter that it used to be different. It matters where you are right now. This matters. You matter. How you're experiencing the world matters. And I just want to take a moment and just pause there because for too long, most of us are told that we don't matter, that how we feel doesn't matter, that how we experience the world doesn't matter, and that we just need to get our shit together. And what I'm going to tell you is no, absolutely not. That's a no. (laughs) Okay. If you're anything like me, you've tried that and it has created anxiety and panic and disconnection and a feeling of somehow I just can't make this work. There must be something horribly wrong with me. We end up buffering. We end up escaping. We end up freaking out. And that cycles round and round and round and round. And that's what I don't want for you. So instead, it's just having the acceptance of this is who I am. This is how I am. And I deserve care and attention here. And I'm allowed to feel this way. You know, I think it's interesting that when it comes to our senses, even we sort of teach our kids to not be in tune with their senses. Like when a child says, I don't like the taste of this, we're like, well, you still have to eat it. Well, why? If they don't like the taste of it, why do they have to eat it? It's so fascinating. You know, even in school, if learning in a certain way, or if, you know, being able to regurgitate the information a certain way isn't the way that the school wants it, there's something wrong with you. What if there isn't, though? What if it's just the way you are? And can we just all start there? That you are perfect no matter what. It's okay to be sensitive. It's normal. In fact, there's a large portion of the population that is sensitive and that's okay. And we're also going to move into that's really good, right? But I really think that when you're dealing with sensitivity, we need to really start off with sensitivity is not a problem. How sensitive you are isn't a problem to be solved, okay? Now, if you're having a lot of reactivity and it's interfering with your life, we can look at that and we'll talk on this podcast about what to do about that. But first and foremost, giving yourself permission to experience the world the way you experience it and not making it wrong, okay? That's step one. Moving on from there, it's noticing the things that we're sensitive to, right? What am I sensitive to? I've already told you mine, but what can be a really powerful journaling exercise is to put a pen to paper and just start asking yourself, what am I sensitive to? What causes reactions in me? Where do I find myself getting stuck? Because instead of looking at it from the standpoint of, I'm just going to solve this for my personality and make myself less sensitive. Okay. Instead, we want to look at like, where is the sensitivity coming into play? And 
sometimes there are things in that that we can just change, right? So if we're sensitive to a shirt that makes us feel kind of grumpy and irritable, we can just throw away the shirt or give the shirt away or sell it, right? We don't need to navigate that. But if you're finding that you're at work and you're going into meetings and you're feeling really passionate and then you start crying and then you start beating the shit out of yourself and then you can't get the words out and then you leave it and then you don't want to speak up and it's really getting in the way of your life, then we don't want you just to quit your job, right? Instead, what we want is to look at that and get curious about that and be like, what's happening here? What's going on, right? When we accept our sensitivity as being who and how we are, we can get to work on supporting ourselves being that way. We can be our own ally. We can be our own support system in that. So the first part of that is really looking at your nervous system. Okay. So I've talked about this on previous podcast episodes, and maybe you're sick of it, but we're going to talk about it some more because it's really really, really important. Now, I know that a lot of speakers and coaches and authors talk a lot about things like tapping and meditation and those types of practices. And those are amazing practices. Okay. But I also don't think that they're the only thing you can do. There are natural things that we can put into our life that require not as much effort that will have a huge impact in proactively soothing or regulating your nervous system. You know, I always talk about using your five senses, right? So looking at what you're seeing, the things you see, the items in front of you. If you are in your house, ensuring that the house looks physically pleasing to you, really starting to really put an importance on beauty. What's beautiful for you because it's grounding. Because it creates some positive emotion that gives you a little bit of emotional balance, okay? So if you're highly sensitive, it's such a hack that works so well to start tapping into your senses and putting in pleasurable things, things you see, things you hear, things you smell, things you touch, things you taste, really looking at all five of those senses and starting to layer in certain things that allow you to have little hits of pleasure. This is going to help your nervous system be more regulated. Think of your nervous system like a teeter-totter, okay? So do you know what a teeter-totter is? I certainly hope so. Listen, they're not the same. They're not like they used to be. So we used to have these teeter-totters, I remember, at the park when I was young at the lake property that we went to. And uh, they're like the big wooden ones, right? And they were huge. They're really big teeter-totters, really heavy. And, you know, you sat on one end and the other person sat on the other end. And if the other person like jumped off, you went flying in the air, right? (laughs) That's how it worked. But if you were kind of the same size, you could go back and forth and it was just nice and balanced and it was a really fun ride, okay? Nervous system, same. Okay. So what happens is we have something happen. Like somebody says something to us. We're in a meeting. We want to speak up and we get questioned and it triggers our trauma. Whatever is happening for you. Okay. You get in a fight with your partner, whatever. 
That's like a big, heavy boulder has just been put on the teeter-totter on the opposite end, right? And you're on this end. I wish I had a visual. I'm hoping you're following me here. So that boulder weighs more than you, okay? So in this analogy, that boulder is more than what you have capacity for in that moment. And so it sends you flying. Okay, which is when we start having like really intense emotional reactions. Now, I want to preface this with saying I don't believe that having an intense emotional reaction is a problem. Okay, it happens, it's human, it makes sense, and we all do it, whether that is on the anger scale or on the sadness scale or wherever else it might be for you, normal. However, what I'm trying to do here is to help you work with your sensitivity. And so if you're thinking about working with your sensitivity, when you think about that teeter-totter, we have these, I don't know, we'll call them like asteroids. (laughs) That's such a weird analogy, but whatever. They're not on fire because they don't light it on fire, okay? They fall out of the sky. They fall on our teeter-totter. Now, if we have enough weight on our side of the teeter-totter, it doesn't send us flying. So regulating your nervous system is the same thing, okay? That is us putting that additional weight on the teeter-totter. So We are really making sure that we are adding in little hits of positive emotion all day long. Things we see, things we touch, things we feel, things we taste, things we hear. And you're going to need to go on an exploration, okay? Because what I will tell you is that you're always going to want to be looking at the recipe for that and tweaking it. It's not always the same. Every day is not the same. Every season is not the same. Like right now, I've been really talking to my clients about it being February. Now, some of my clients are so lucky and they live in sunny, warm places and they're sunny and warm all year long. But for many of us, we live in a place with seasons and it's winter right now. So we need to be looking at what do I need in the wintertime to regulate my nervous system? What soothes me? What is pleasurable for me? in the winter. And breaking it into your senses will give you the opportunity to start looking at those things and like picking out the ones that really work for you. Okay. It's a conversation that you're having with yourself. Now, listen, what is a conversation? It is not like this podcast where it's like a monologue and you're talking to yourself. Okay. It's also not like a radio where it's talking and you're listening to it. It's a two-way conversation, which means it needs to be equal parts talking and doing and listening, both. So one really impactful exercise is to start asking yourself, what do I need right now? Tapping into that is going to allow you to start picking up things that allow you to soothe and regulate your nervous system, okay? And then when you do that, you're going to steady out that teeter-totter, right? That high sensitivity that you're experiencing um, or that that you, you come with, you just have more capacity for more emotion. You have more capacity for more things that are out of your control, okay? A lot of times what we end up doing, especially as sensitive people, okay, is something happens And we feel it so intensely and then we react and then we are so ashamed of our reaction, right? So the next part of this is really looking at that shame, okay? 
We have to really look at the story that we tell ourselves about the reactions that we have because it's just a reaction. Okay. And you don't need to worry about was that right or was that wrong? You need to worry about how do I take care of myself here in the best way possible? Okay. It is going to be really ineffective and problematic for you to go in on yourself and beat the shit out of yourself because all that actually creates is more shame. And shame doesn't create results we want in our life. It just doesn't. So it really isn't a useful place to go with ourselves. So let's say you start crying when you don't want to be crying. There's a couple things that I want you to know. Number one, tears are not a problem. Number two, you only need to be responsible for your own emotions. Okay. What we tend to do is start crying and then looking around and noticing how other people are receiving us crying, right? And we can sense their discomfort, which then makes us feel ashamed because we think we're doing something we shouldn't be doing. Now, it is true that the world as a whole, especially in the Western world, believes that we shouldn't have those types of emotional outbursts. But that doesn't mean that you have to believe it. Okay. You could just decide that you are a human being that deserves love and care and attention. And it makes sense. It makes sense that you would have this reaction. It's not an overreaction. Like, I hate that term. You're overreacting. According to who? According to you. I'm just reacting, though. (laughs) I'm just reacting to what's going on inside of me. Right. So, One place you can go when you're highly sensitive that I think is very impactful is really understanding that the only person that's responsible for your feelings is you. And that means that that's true for everybody else in the universe. They are responsible for their own feelings and you are responsible for yours. And we really just want to take a pause there and give ourselves permission to experience what we're experiencing. What you'll find is that it actually allows the emotion to roll through. There's actually a processing of emotion that takes place when you give yourself permission to feel what you're feeling and just to allow it to exist in your body. What generally happens is we start feeling that strong emotion. And because we are so sensitive, it is so visceral. There's a physical sensation that is very difficult to feel, like it's unpleasant that we just want to get rid of it. And so that's when we tend to react versus processing and allowing, which is just noticing the vibration, not being in a rush, understanding that this is how I feel right now and that's okay. And I just need to take really, really good care of myself in this moment. That is true if you are in a meeting surrounded by people and you're crying And it is true if you are looking at your child and you're super, super angry and you're having a hard time keeping it together. How do I take care of me right now? I don't need to be in a rush to get rid of this emotion. That statement, that thought can change everything for you. Okay. Why we look at being too sensitive as being a problem generally is because of what other people are saying to us, okay? Um, And it's also due to the results that we're creating in our life, 
right? So a lot of times what we can see is that our reactivity as a highly sensitive person gets in the way of the results that we really want to have in our life. So be it that we're losing our shit every day on somebody or somebody's, or we are shutting down entirely because we can't contain just the disapproval of ourselves and the sadness and everything else, regardless of which is happening, it's stopping us from creating the results that we want. And so we find ourselves stuck really hammering on, I need to be less sensitive. And what I'm saying is that your sensitivity is what's great about you. You don't need to get rid of the sensitivity, but you do need to know what to do with it. You do need to know how to take care of yourself, knowing that that's how you are. So we want to really look at the things that you're saying about you to you. It's imperative that we change the messages that you say to yourself on purpose, okay? Number two, we need to start really proactively soothing, regulating your nervous system. This is a huge piece of the puzzle. And as I said to you, it's not like, oh, I just do these five things. I said it and forget it. It's not that. It's it's a mindset. It's how you think about yourself. It's a conversation that you have between you and you. Okay. And then the last thing is really looking at the results you do want to create and working with yourself and the way that you are to create that result. When you put those three things together, that is when you create results you want in your life. Okay. But on top of that, and what I think is actually way more important is you start feeling okay with being you because we are just basically told our whole lives that we should be different than how we are. And then for those of us that are really sensitive, that impacts us in such a visceral way. It's so jarring and it's so difficult to realize that underneath all the things that you try to do and all of the external shit that you do, that underneath you're still fucking you. (laughs) And so really and honestly, this work, what it does is it gets you being okay with being you. And once you're okay with being you and you start approving of you and you the emotions that you're feeling and you start supporting you and you start giving yourself permission to cry when you need to cry and giving yourselves permission to be angry when you're angry. Not saying that you're going to go out and like yell and scream at people. That is not what I mean by that, just so we're clear, right? But holding space for the anger, letting that be a part of how you feel and 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 really spending time with yourself and noticing what that's all about and giving yourself permission to have that experience. When you do that, you're going to show up as you. You're not going to show up as this changed version, this forced version, this person that you think you should be. You're going to be you. And the beauty of you showing up as you is that you will bring people into your world that want you. I have really been thinking about this the last little while. I was thinking about, I went skiing on the weekend and I've talked about skiing on this podcast before. You've all heard me talk about it. And one of my past clients is in my Facebook group. You can go there too. If you want to be in my Facebook group, I do put trainings and talk to you guys in there. And it's it's a little bit of support. It's called Emotional Resilience with Amanda, I believe. Um, Anyways, I posted about skiing and I was talking about how your relationship with trauma can be like your relationship with fear. And so if you go in there, you'll be able to see that post. But 
she asked me, she's like, I don't understand. Why are you skiing if you don't like it? (laughs) Okay. Because I was talking about how afraid I was. She's like, why would you put yourself in that experience where you're always afraid? And it's such a good question. And it took me a little while to like really process it and think about it. And I was like, why do I do it? And the reason why I do it is because of the benefits that I get from doing it. So I get to be outside. I get to be out in the mountains. I spend time with my family. I also, though, I also get to show myself that I can do hard things and then have the benefit of turning the corner, of getting to a place where skiing feels good. And for me, that has been such an amazing experience. And I don't always experience it. Like sometimes it's just the fear. And that's what I'm really working with all day long. But sometimes the fear turns around and the joy comes and the experience becomes something that I want it to be. So I see what's on the other side of it. And I get to create that for myself because that's what I want. Nobody's forcing me to do it. I don't feel like I should do it or I have to do it. I do it because this is something that I know I can not push through, but experience and hold space for and notice and just keep working. But the reason why I'm bringing it up is because when I'm having that experience, when I'm experiencing fear, I'm a little reactive. Okay. So my husband who skis with me generally gets the brunt of me feeling fearful. And so I'm tense. I'm short. I get mad at him and he knows this is going to happen. Okay. But he loves me anyways. He loves me anyways. And so the reason why I am sharing this with you is is so you can start understanding that you don't have to be perfect to bring in the people into your world that want to be with you. They are going to see all sides of you and still love you. People will love you even though you're not perfect. People will love you even though you're sensitive. People will love you even though sometimes you're reactive. But in order for that to happen, you've got to love you. You've got to decide that who and how you are is enough and okay. And I have to tell myself sometimes, sometimes more often than others, that I am enough. And I can still actually feel myself getting a little teary when I say it to myself, like, you know what, Amanda, though? You're just, you're enough. You are enough. How you are in this moment is enough. And I want you to really hear that and consider saying that to yourself every single day. That is my podcast episode for you today. I do have a very special, special thing that I'm offering. There's only a couple spots left, but I do have a beta group that is going to be starting on Friday, this Friday, if you're listening to this podcast on February 9th, it starts on February 10th. And I want you to know that you can absolutely be a part of this group. It is going to be running for five weeks. There's going to be group coaching, group lessons, and a little one-to-one coaching, as well as having written coaching the whole time, plus a community of women. And if this is something that interests you and that you'd really like to do, what I would like for you to do is just send me an email. Send me an email over to coach at amandahess.ca and I can tell you more about it. 
that is what I've got for you today. I just want to say from one highly sensitive person to another, you're perfect. You don't need to change. All you need to do is grow your capacity for your experience of being you. Okay, my friend, have a beautiful day and I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Hey, I am so glad that you are here. Are we friends on Instagram? Make sure you come find me at Fuck Your Disorder. And if you love this podcast, can you please do me a favor and leave me a rating and review? Every single one helps this podcast reach more women just like you.